Well, before I invest money and resources and time, you create a concept and then you start with getting your target audience persona feedback. What do you think of this? Would you be willing to pay for it? What do you like? What do you not like? Et cetera, et cetera. And you go back and you reiterate what it was and what the gaps are. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Stacey. Stacey, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So give everybody a highlight of who you are and touch on your business. Yes, I am Stacy Sherman, and I am a corporate executive by day, and I am doing CX right by night. CX means customer experience. And if you Google CX, you'll get gazillions of articles, including mine. I have a blog, a podcast, and a mentorship program, co-authored two books, and very passionate about doing customer experience right as a brand differentiator. Nice. I love it. So we will totally get into what that is. How did you get into customer experience as a thing? Yes. Well, my livelihood has been sales and marketing and customer service has been around forever. And about 2013-ish, I was working at Verizon in the corporate role, doing marketing. And then all of a sudden, my boss said to me, there's this thing, CX, threw me the ball and I caught it. And I said, what do I do with this? He said, I don't know, go figure it out. And therefore I did. So customer experience has a lot of different uh, components to it, which we can talk about, but I got into it. I fell into it and I never left. <laughs> nice. So yes, yeah, so describe to us, what is the difference between customer experience and customer service? Big difference both equally important. So customer experience is the way you and I, a customer, will go through different interaction points with a brand. So if you think about it, how someone will learn and become aware, marketing, how they buy, e-commerce, Salesforce, multiple ways of buying, learn, buy, get, use, pay, get help. Those are all parts of the journey. These are micro moments. As I mentioned, get help, which is typically reactive, is customer service. And so you can't use the words interchangeably because customer service is a component of the journey. And therefore, if the entire experience isn't designed the right way with customer feedback intertwined, it doesn't matter if one part of the journey is great. If there's one other part that's not good, they leave and they tell others. Could not agree more. So at what point should somebody be considering the customer experience? Early. <laughs> Early on. So before, way before you're going to launch something, you begin with concept validation. So if I wanted to sell... Um, I don't know, some solution, some platform. Well, before I invest money and resources and time, you create a concept and then you start with getting your target audience persona feedback. 
What do you think of this? Would you be willing to pay for it? What do you like? What do you not like? Et cetera, et cetera. And you go back and you reiterate what it was and what the gaps are. And so that's why I say it starts early on in product development. And then you start to advance it. Now, you may have an existing business and you want to add new features. That's not starting from scratch. Well, it's the same concept. You have to design that journey map and test it at the, at the what you designed. Does it really meet customer needs? And there's a lot more to say about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There is. So how do you know if something is going to meet your customer's needs? Uh, like, are you asking them or is there some other, a little more definitive way? How do you know? Very simply, you ask. If you ask, <laughs> they tell you. And unfortunately, what happens is in different companies I've worked at, product managers have a deadline. So what happens is they focus on speed over quality. And if you do it right and you want the quality to make sure that when it goes to market that is successful, you have to do the quality, not the speed, a clock, a deadline. And that means getting customer feedback in an agile way to ensure that what you're developing, even what you're marketing, does the value prop make sense? The pricing strategy, people willing to buy, those are the kinds of things that you have to test and optimize along the journey. So is most of this, is this reach out to potential clients, to existing clients, to social media? How do you usually do it? Yes. So I define the persona of who that buyer is. Mm -hmm. And then I talk to those potential buyers as well as existing customers. And there's a lot of ways you can do it. You can have a focus group. You can um, use platforms like user testing that allows you to get feedback from your target audience. And there's different tools to do that. But to simplify it, yes, talk to people, ask them. You'll also get good data from research that's out there from Gartner and Forrester and other platforms that have done the research to speed up your process to know, is this a real need in the marketplace? Mm, I like that. So when you're researching, is there a certain way that somebody can research and find out if it's been done before and all that kind of fun stuff? I, I mean, assuming if they had a patent for it, that might be a little more obvious. But if it's just kind of a hunch and, a, and an inkling, what would they do? Well, you can obviously the Internet doesn't sleep <laughs> and it's full of data. And now you can use that chat GPT and artificial intelligence to look up everything you ever wanted to know. So <laughs> it's getting easier mm -hmm. when you know what it is. That's where you really need to say to a community of buyers or customers, what do you think about? And they'll tell you. And that's where the feedback, you have to use it and you have to tell them what you did with it and mm -hmm. close that loop. Nice. I love that. Well, and you clearly have a lot more faith in, in artificial intelligence and GPT as a thing than I do, because I'm thinking they're not going to buy your stuff, but real people are. So, well, just for research, mm -hmm. no way am I saying target your products for the robots. Yeah, <laughs> I get them. But there are tools to give you good content to know what exists in the world. Mm -hmm. Nice. 
So who would you say is your ideal client? Who do you love to serve and support? Every business leader, and let me say this, you don't have to have leader in your title to be one. Everyone who is in business, the back office, the front line, I tell everyone where I work and who I work with, you have a customer experience job, whether you realize it or not. And they'll say, no, I don't. I, I'm in finance. I don't ever talk to the customer. I said, yes, you do. Let me tell you how. Because if the early part of the journey from buying and getting and using and setting up a product or service is fantastic, but then paying the bill is painful and frustrating, absolutely impacts the customer staying. And so they are part of the journey. They need to be at the table when designing that journey map. They're very important. So I help people understand that and then their role in that. Nice. Would you say that that was one of the biggest challenges that leaders have is that they're not including everybody in that that process? Absolutely. When you do journey mapping correctly, first of all, it's a fantastic way to break company silos. Secondly, you have to bring that representation from the different departments to the table. Because what happens in companies of most sizes is that people think about their own roles and their own goals and not realize the domino effect. It's one customer all the different points that they interact. So if by coming together, designing every touch point together, people feel empowered. It creates a culture and the customer benefits. The caution is once you design the experiences, you have to test it with real customers. You can't just do it from the inside out. And would you say that there are certain businesses that are more kind of this framework works better for them or anything like that? All industries. Because at the end of the day, there's a buyer who's a human at this point in time. (laughs) And therefore, you have to design the experience very intentionally. And there's a method to that. So Anybody who's selling any product or service, there is a journey to fit those personas, those target audiences. And if without that, you're flying blind. Very cool. So what would you say is your favorite part of your business? I would say, I like to call it humanizing business, helping people understand their role in delivering that customer experience driving loyalty in a world that connection and communication isn't easy and helping people understand how they affect that because as humans, we make mistakes and customers are forgiving when you're doing it right, when you're authentic. And there's a reason that there are brands out there that are certainly highest costs, but yet have great retention. And I want to see more people doing that. There's no reason to ever have a bad experience for us as consumers and as employees and brands who deliver experiences. Nice. So give us an example of a a Cinderella story of one of your clients. I would say that helping companies who are 
who understand customer experience is important. How do you do it? There's a lot of places to start, but one very easy way is to measure customer satisfaction, measure net promoter score, likelihood to recommend, measure that level of effort, because if it's difficult to do business with you, they're not. And so helping people put in measurements into place and start really with the basics and then start to expand and measure across that customer journey. So I love working with people who don't know what the heck I'm talking about and making it real and and not just look at revenue and those traditional key performance indicators, incorporating customer experience metrics in everything they do as well. Nice. So when you're looking at the data, does it ever come up that... Um... Maybe your target audience is the wrong target audience. You should be charging more. You should be in a different geographical location. Like, does that come up and is it obvious or is it kind of a hit and miss sort of thing when you're looking at the data? I would say every business has an opportunity to either learn or advance their customer experience strategy. Where it gets difficult is if you have buy-in at the top, but not, if you have top down, but not bottom up, embracing the strategy, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. If you have people at the bottom who are really understanding, implementing the strategy, but the people at the top don't make it a priority, don't put customers first, they put their internal process first, then it doesn't work. You really need that culture, and that takes time, those are the ones I have the biggest impact. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having right now listening to the show going, oh my God, Stacey, we need you in, your, in our business so badly? The stumbling blocks that they may have is where do I begin? Or we are doing customer experience. We have different programs. They're not working. I'm not sure why. Right. Or we're collecting all this feedback. We don't know what to do with it. So those are common questions that come to me, mm -hmm. as well as some of the basics of, we want to change our culture from being an engineering company to customer centric. What should we do? There's a lot of different pieces to the framework, but you just have to start or, or start optimizing. Nice. Love it. So you have books, blogs, all sorts of fun thing. Are there any kind of particular pillars that you want to make sure that people are aware of and, and know about? Yes. So when it comes to learning best practices, and I'm talking really actionable tips, mm -hmm. They're all free, the ones that I'm speaking of right now, around my blog articles. Every single article is written by me and has tons of actionable tips on different topics, different categories. Then on my podcast, Doing CX Right, I'm interviewing true experts, all different industries. And so that's a, you get to hear another angle of expertise, not just my own. Then in terms of mentorship, that's where I work with individuals and I do workshops to help really personalize what 
that company needs. Nice. I love it. So mention the podcast doing CX right. And that's also the website. Yes. Yes. Doing CX right.com. I love it. Nice. So uh, is there any other way that, all right, because I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How do they start their journey with you? I welcome interactions and conversations. Um, certainly my website has my contact information and my resources. Um, and I'm in a lot of different publications. So you'll Google my name and find me in a lot of places. And I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. So that also is a good place to say hello and tell me what's on your mind. How can I help? Nice. I love it. So I get to ask you at this and might be a little bit of a trick question here, but at what point in life did you know that you were special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? I'm still figuring it out. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, we, I really think that that's in all of us coming up with ideas and solutions. And I've been fluctuating between um, corporate roles and side hustles and pivoting. And we'll see where the journey goes, but I love the ability to control and customize and support people with what I know and doing in the trenches. Nice. Love that answer. That was awesome. So you've been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Just thank you for having me. And I encourage people to get educated about customer experience. It's not going away. Even with the emerging technology, it becomes even more important that human touch while we coexist with the robots. And that's what I'm speaking a lot about and how to do it. Nice. I love that. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thank you. Peeps, thank you for being here. This is Michelle Nedelec. Please be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, like five stars personally and share with your friends.